Welcome to the Leveled Up Podcast, episode two, your relationship with yourself. This week we talked about, first off, how healthy people create healthy relationships with those around them. Second, we talked about how you do create a healthy relationship with yourself and some tangible ways to do that. And last but not least, we asked ourselves the very, very serious question, do you treat yourself as well as you treat your dog? You might be surprised at the answer. Coming up next on the Leveled Up Podcast. Okay, so we just in the last episode talked about relationship with others. And when we did this topic at Level Up, we then talked about how important it is to really be aware of your relationship with yourself as well. So that's why we're, that's a big reason why we decided it was a whole separate episode. Mm -hmm. Because we got so much feedback on that. I remember saying um, in there that um, healthy people create healthy relationships. And uh, I also need to find that. But that is who I attribute that to because I I can't remember who it was. But it's absolutely true. So I think you can't have a complete discussion around relationships if you're not also talking about your own relationship with yourself. I think that's really important. Um, So it's hard to talk about because I feel like there's a couple things that happen I mean, in my coaching practice, I talk a lot with people about their relationship with themselves. And I come across almost every single person thinks that they have the worst internal relationship. And um, while people are really open to saying, yeah, I need to work on my self-care. I need to work on my self-talk. I need to work on all this stuff. um, It's hard to figure out really... And I don't know that you need to compare your internal relationship with anybody else's internal relationship because that's none of your business, really. Um, you can't do anything about it. So mind your, mind your business. <laughs> mind your biz. <laughs> but um, I think it's really hard to create a, a separate healthy relationship if you don't have a relationship with yourself. And so I think for me, it comes from a lot of ways and what Danae talked about in our last episode about those stories that you're saying, um, the first one was, uh, it's everybody else's fault, but that second one, especially like it's all my fault, I think really, really does speak to your internal relationship as well. Because if you're tearing yourself apart every day, how are you going to expect yourself to not tear apart the rest of your relationships, right? And how you treat them and how you then create the way you're treated by others. And so um, one of the things I say all the time is there's enough crappy people in crappy situations in the world. Don't pile on. Right. (laughs) So I was wondering what you guys thought about that as far as how do you manage that piece, that one specific piece about your internal relationship of how you treat yourself throughout the day. And what, what are you, how do you manage the things you say about yourself, the way you believe in yourself throughout the day? Because it's not always easy. No, I struggle with this on a daily, daily thing. But I think um, some habits that I've started to try to do is, um, like, I would, like, this morning I dropped, I was putting soup into my Tupperware container for lunch today, <laughs> and I dropped soup on the floor, and I was like, well, you're an idiot. That was dumb. And I do that. I have found myself doing that repeatedly 
all the time. And it's it, it's just small things, right? But those small self talks. Well, what if somebody else said that to you all the time? Right. Uh, and and you're talking to yourself the most out of anybody else on this planet. So we need, when I hear that, it's almost like a big red stop sign's coming up and you're like, hey, huh, don't go any further right. until you recorrect that statement. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't like the recorrection, but the more that you do it, that I'm dumb, I'm stupid thing that automatically has come built into my system mm-hmm. changes. It's almost habit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely habit. I think it's also conditioning. Yeah. And it's really hard to change that because when you have uh, all of these external factors telling you that you're not good enough or in the context of entrepreneurship especially a lot of times when you're starting out the efforts that you're putting in don't equal the results that you're getting out Usually the efforts are way higher than your I was results. Say firsthand yeah. experience there with that. Everybody, yeah. that's universal. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and I I would say that sometimes that's a stark contrast to a lot of us who you know I had a lot of, I'll say I had a pretty high self worth when I were in was in jobs that I knew were easy for me. Hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. When I was bartending, I'm not going to say that it was always easy for me, but I got into a place where I knew that if I just did a little bit more than everybody else, that I was in a really good place and I would get better results and I was basically coasting. Mm-hmm. Um, with entrepreneurship, you can work so, so hard. Mm-hmm. And know that you're still giving better than you've ever given before and still not have the results show up in your life. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the self-talk is really, really difficult because if your results aren't what you want, if your lifestyle isn't changing, if you're not making the money you need to, then how are you supposed to feel good about yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really hard to separate those two things. Yeah. So that's part of why why I want to talk about. And one of the things that I'm really focused on right now, and you guys will probably find that um, this podcast is mostly just things we're talking about in our own lives (laughs) right now. Um, But one of the things that I'm really starting to figure out is how do I find my identity even when my results are what I want them to be? Mm -hmm. And I think that for the most part, that's in keeping promises to myself. Yeah. Because I know that if I've set a standard for myself and I'm keeping up with it, yes. then I can feel good about myself mm-hmm. because I know that that's real. Yes. If I told myself that I'm going to work out that day and I don't do it, then I've broken a promise to myself and my self-talk is very, very negative. Well, and to think about the flip side of that, you wouldn't make a promise to myself or Megan and break it. Right. So, I mean, think about it, you know, like that's it's equally as important and i think as entrepreneurs as women as just people that are just good natured and giving we lose that ability to hold a promise to ourselves for whatever reason you put yourself last mm-hmm. one of my favorite books is uh the four agreements if you uh by don miguel ruiz it's if you haven't read it go read it tomorrow please it's great um, I haven't oh. read it. Oh, come on. <laughs> well. All right. oh my gosh, it's so amazing! So one of, one of the ingre- one of the agreements is be impeccable with your word, and that's with yourself as well. Mm-hmm. If you say you're going to do something, follow through on it, and and um, so 
it's really interesting to he hear you say that, Danae, because if you, and we're all guilty of this. I'm 100% guilty of this with like feed myself every day. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about like, Megan, did you eat just peanut M&Ms today? Because <laughs> what did you have? Um, I would never starve anybody else. I would never, if anybody else came to me and said I have eaten one meal a day, I would tell them that you're a Looney Tune. Like you have to feed your body, right? <laughs> but I don't do that. So if I made a promise to myself, though, I'm going to, I mean, this is so silly to say out loud, but it's, we all deal with it. I'm going to eat enough to keep my body healthy. That is a promise I make to myself in my internal relationship. And the way you said it is perfect to remind me of that as I must be impeccable with my word. And my rep reputation is something I have guarded so fiercely my entire adult life. I, I have the highest standards of ethics and I just... I really believe that that is a key to success. And if so if I'm not honoring my own promises to myself, why would anybody trust me in business? If Why would anybody trust me in a personal relationship? If I say, Danae, I promise if you call me in the middle of the night and you're broken down, I will show up for you. But then I also, you like see me every day, not follow through on like the basic functions of life, like eating. <laughs> like, how do you trust that, right? It's funny that you talk about how you would do that for us because I'm I'm this is not the only time I'm going to talk about this but when I think about um my relationship with our dog <laughs> So I don't have kids but I have Stella and Stella's wonderful and I want to do everything I can for her. I think so much about whether or not Stella's happy. And this is coming up a lot because we just moved and we're in a new place and she doesn't have a doggy door. So we have to take her on walks all the time. We've always been in places where there were other pets before mm -hmm. and now it's just her. So I can't tell if she's depressed because there aren't any pets around or if I'm just projecting my own anxieties on her. But I am now structuring my entire day to make sure that Stella gets to go outside and Stella gets to go see her friends because I know it makes her happy. And that Stella gets enough exercise and that Stella eats enough as, as enough as she needs to when she's supposed to. And when I think about how much I've structured my schedule to accommodate the needs of my dog because I love her and I want her to be happy. But the idea of structuring my day so that I go outdoors mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that I get exercise so that mm -hmm. I'm not anxious mm -hmm. or so that I see my friends because I know that that pours into me, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's crazy the effort that we'll put into the people and the animals even that we care about. But when I think about spending the time and energy to do that for myself, right? a lot of times that, that feels <clears throat> insane to me. Like, well, no, my focus is elsewhere. I have to focus on business. I have to focus on right. prospecting or making money or w paperwork or whatever it mm -hmm. is that we spend all of our time on. Right. Um, it's different. And it's really, really difficult to decide to make a shift and that direction to take care of ourselves because we know that we're important enough that it makes sense. I know I've said to both of you and I've said to probably everybody in my whole life, like, be nice to my friend, Sarah. Be nice to my friend, Danae. Um, especially when people struggle with this and I can just feel it from them. And I struggle. Of course, I struggle with it as well. Um, but just be like, would you let anybody else treat you that way? Be nice to my friend, Danae, man, please. Um, and so there's always times that we need to hear that. So I think that self-talk is really, really important and we kind of hedged around it, but it's also like, how are you treating your whole self? Um, yeah. well, I, I kind of talked about like 
Megan, you need to eat food to stay alive. If you don't eat, you die. That's kind of a basic premise, right? And so how are you treating your whole self? And that's outside of just like making sure you're getting movement and getting outside and food and water, blah. But it's also like, are you, are you honoring yourself in the way that you're providing space for the path you want to go? Yes. Right? So if you're treating yourself, they always say, what is that quote? Like, if you treat them like animals, they'll act like animals. I have no idea. There is a quote that is something along those lines. Like, if you treat them, if you treat them like dogs, they're going to act like dogs. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> right. A field of dreams. <laughs> yeah. So if you treat yourself like you're incapable, like you're not going to be successful, like treat yourself in the way that you deserve to be treated to get to that next level. And we're going to talk about it in a future podcast in depth when we talk about uh, living intentionally, living on purpose, doing those things that you need to do um, to create the growth and the uh, success that you want. But this is almost a precursor to that. If you don't treat yourself in a way to where you believe and you create a relationship with yourself to where you believe you deserve those things, you believe that you... um, deserve to have the relationship with yourself that will create the opportunity for you to like take action in the way you want to go you could set yourself up for a million actions but you're going to destroy it before you start right you're going to tear it apart before you start because you don't believe you deserve it you don't think you're worth anything breaks me can i ask you a few questions and just deep diving into this more than just um the self what other aspects would you say would if if somebody were to listen to this and they're looking to wholeheartedly encompass a few different things with the relationship with themselves what would you say that those would be um i would say the first thing you need to do is pay attention Mm -hmm. because we can't do anything with information we do not have so the first step is you have to pay attention to how you're treating yourself. And so that's not with trying to make any changes. That's not with chiding yourself or doing it wrong. That's just being aware. Mm-hmm. So, so spend some, some focus time on being aware of what and, and finding out what your relationship is with yourself. Not the story you're telling, not the public version of it, but truly what is the, what is the relationship you have with yourself. Um, and then taking that information, that data... Um, and trying to brainstorm with people that you love actions that you can take to improve that. And so we often talk about self-talk. It's such a huge buzzword right now. We also talk about authenticity. That's, that's really mm-hmm. important. Um, so you can't get to those bigger things until we understand what's the deficit. Talk with the people that love you and understand what those, what, where you want to go and start identifying changes that you can you can place to create a more authentic life, to create better self-talk. Um, and they could be as simple as, uh, I mean, I've had a ton of clients that literally all I want you to do every morning is write 10 great things about yourself. That's, that's really it. hard. Just write 10 things that are good about yourself. I should say that's really hard for me to do. I'm, yeah, it's hard for all of us, especially at first. I think yeah. even in the more, I don't want to say more tangible, but in a slightly more tactical facet of this i guess is the idea that what you track changes yeah right so yeah exactly so even in that specific scenario if you have to write 10 good things about yourself each morning after a while it's not going to be that difficult for you to come up with them right so your brain starts working in different patterns 
But that's one of the tools, you know, when, when I'm working with somebody in finance, that's why we, we have people use budgeting software. Mm-hmm. We have somebody connect something to their bank account so they can look at their statements and say, okay, what did I actually spend? Yeah. Because then they're conscious and they have some context. Or, you know, in my specific situation, I know I sound like such an old lady, but I've been trapping, tracking my steps because I yeah. don't have that much time to work out. But... I know that I can take the stairs or I can take Stella for a walk more often. So when I first started, I was doing maybe two or 3,000 steps a day because I wasn't focused on it. And my only exercise was really I'm walking from my car to the office and from the office to the coffee shop and from the coffee shop to my car and then my car into my house. And that's my exercise (laughs) for the day. But once I started tracking it, then I started realizing, okay, if I spend 20 minutes walking, then I'll probably get another two, 3,000 steps, depending on how fast I'm going. So my first goal was 4,000 steps a day, which is nothing, and then 6,000 steps a day, which was a challenge at first. But now I'm doing way more than that because I'm walking Stella more. Yeah. So now the target that I've set for, for myself is closer to 10,000 steps a day, yeah. and that's not a huge change, but... I wouldn't have even known that that's how much activity I need to do to right. make a change in my life unless I actually started right. looking at the information. Yep. And it didn't take a lot for me to move that along except for just knowing that that's the case. Right. And a lot of times with self-care, that's all we have to do is figure out what's real <laughs> and what's not. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell yourself you feel a certain way about something, like when it comes to food, for instance. Like, oh, I feel like I've eaten a lot today. Okay, what did I actually eat, though? I had coffee four times. Coffee isn't a meal. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, um, but coffee doesn't necessarily count as food. Um, So maybe I had a protein shake and then one large meal at the end of the night because I was so starving that my body finally gave out. So just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean that that's real. And the only way to know that is if you're tracking it. You have data, right? I I wouldn't work with a single... Like, there's so many clients that I have coming in as a, a business coaching client that come in and have zero data. They just know that they're not making any money. That's the data they have. I'm not I'm not making any money, but they're not making the money they want to make, mm-hmm. right? And um, so we always set them up on some way to figure out what are the reasons, what actions are you taking, even if it's, like Sarah suggested, how many one-to-ones are you having a week? How many uh, new conversations are you having a week? Track that and, like, create a whole system to understand what is what is the... It's almost like how does it go from the ocean to one of those tributary rivers, right? Like what is the trickle down? Where does that go? And you have to understand that to make a successful business. It works the same way in your life and your business because they're the same. But if you're totally shitty to yourself, ding, I said a curse word in this one. Don't worry, I got <laughs> Ten it points, Just Megan. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're, if you're totally shitty to yourself before you walk into a networking event mm. and you say, I'm ugly, I'm not put together, I'm not going to know anybody here, I'm going to stumble over my words, I don't, I don't even fit in here. What kind of energy are you, like, why are you treating yourself that way before you're going into a business meeting? Well, why are you treating yourself that way ever? Right. But specifically, like, what results are you going to get walking in there? As opposed to if you walk in and you be like, I am together. I've got my stuff under, like, on lock. I'm going to communicate well. I'm going to make great connections. You're going to walk in a completely different energy than the former. So I think there's a lot of hugely impactful pieces of just treating yourself with dignity and respect and kindness, just as you would expect from anybody. But this is your most intimate relationship in your life. Right. You are with yourself all of the time. 
I mean, right? Like that's yeah. everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't come up with a, come up with a situation. You're with yourself all the time. So why would you want that relationship to be horrible? But we we've never been taught. There's never been a time somebody took me aside in high school and said, "We're going to work on your relationship with yourself today." Like that's never right. never been taught. So how do we how do we well this podcast is part of it, but also with the women that we serve in Level Up, that's part of our job is to help them at least be aware of that. Well, a question I was just going to ask that's come to my mind that I struggle with personally, but have you ever had anybody tell you that they're scared to look within? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Like, yes, that's super common. Yeah. Super common. I feel that. Yeah. Where? Do, why do you think we feel that way or how do we overcome that? Um, I feel that way because uh, I am super good at controlling my emotions. <laughs> and I'm afraid of what, like, I have to have, I feel like I need to have a really controlled space for the minute I do look within when something breaks apart that it's not public. Like, I don't want anybody to see that Megan's having a complete breakdown. Um, I'm, you guys know me, like, I'm just not that human. Um, and so I am fearful of what's going to come up for me in that situation and lose control over, I guess, just the way I, I present. And so that's my, my fear. Um, but I think a lot of people's fear is that, you know, it's hard to look at the wart. It's hard to look at what you're, how you're hurting yourself. And that, nobody's proud of that. I think it's, uh, so I, I default to the total other end of the spectrum. Because I am, like, if, if you, like, can't stop controlling your emotions, <laughs> I cannot control my emotions. And that's something that it's not just a, a switch for me. If I'm in a really emotional state, a lot of times it's really, really difficult for me to change. But I feel like I've never had an issue really being vulnerable with people and talking about what's wrong with me and what's going on and what I think my self-talk is. And I've never really had an issue with that. Um, I've had an issue with with fixing it, though. I don't take constructive criticism very well. So sometimes, even though I know something's a problem, um, if somebody tells me how to fix it, I don't always take it very well. What about you know? constructive cons- constructive criticism from yourself? How do you take that when you when you recognize a problem? Better. I think that I do really well when I can find my own solution. Um, the question is whether or not that's effective or it's self-soothing more than it actually solves anything. Right. So that's something I think about a lot. Um, I, I, kind of on this point, too, I'm going to take it on a little bit of a tangent. I watched a comedy special on Netflix probably about a year ago, though, and, and I'll, I'll find the, the comic later. And I didn't watch most of the special, but what I took away with it, it was it was really, really interesting to me because this it was a female comedian. I think she was from New Zealand or Australia. She had a cool accent. But one of the first things she talked about was how she refuses to be self-deprecating anymore. Mm. And that was something that I'd never really thought about. And especially as somebody in that role as a comedian, where all you're talking about is yourself and where you find humor in life, um, a lot of us who have tried to become really self-confident kind of do it without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. We talk about how, oh, yeah, silly me, like I forgot this again, or, um, you know, I'm not smart enough to do this, or we kind of integrate it into our lives is just the humor that we frame everything with and I've started to realize that for me I don't think that's 
very healthy. You know, like when people say things like, well, if I can do it, anybody can do it, mm-hmm. you know, or just making jokes about how how dumb you are or, yeah. you know, and that's those aren't great examples, but we do it all the time. Yeah, all the time. And I think so many times because we, we think of that as almost a being able to laugh at ourself mm-hmm. type scenario. I think there's a difference between being able to laugh at yourself and constantly putting it in your mind and other people's minds how how unworthy or how incomplete or how incompetent you are, even if it's a joke, yeah. I think that really starts to affect like the way that we think about ourselves. Oh, That's something 100%. that like I've I've had kind of in the forefront of my mind since then. And like I said, I don't really remember most of the comedy special, but it was just so interesting to me that somebody would talk about how damaging it is right. when you talk about yourself like that, even as a yeah. joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So I don't know how you guys feel about that way in, but because that that just really stood out to me. No, I it's 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 pretty accurate. I mean, not to come away from the tangent, but to go a little bit more about being scared. I mean, I personally struggle with this because uh, I'm to me it's like, well, what's going to come up, mm-hmm. and can I overcome that? Mm-hmm. And that's just more of that that self talking thing that's happening. But um, it's. For me, it's so much easier to focus on other people because I'm really good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really good at fixing other things for other people. But the minute that it, you turn inward, it like almost feels like a hurdle. Like, right. like can't breathe. I'm going up the steepest 14er I've ever climbed in my entire life. And why would I want to do that when I can be look, much, at other people. look at other people and be right. much easier? Oh, I think 100% being a – I use the term martyr because you – put yourself last and you're trying to take care of everybody else I think that being that martyr can sometimes be a really great avoidance tactic like I don't have to look at me if I'm looking outward and so one of the things I wanted to point back to something you said Danae which really goes back to our last episode we were talking about the three stories we tell ourselves I wonder if you apply that to some of your self-talk when you're not sure what's real maybe you maybe if you could do that look at it in that same way you guided us through last episode, it would help you move to the reality of the emotion because you're stuck. And I know everything's super complicated and there's, you know, there's way more than one right answer to things. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if that might help you um, and others, listeners that get stuck in this, this one place of emotion. Um, the other thing, and really my last point for today that I wanted to talk about, because we always want to leave people with something actionable, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so how can I apply Mm -hmm. this? And so I say that there's really two ways to go from, go towards a problem like this. And, uh, I know people hate fake it till you make it, but it's real. It's real in this regard. If you don't believe in yourself, let's just use that one one type of bad uh, relationship you have with yourself. You don't believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, but you start acting like you do, you see yourself do those things and you start to believe in yourself. Like it has this really great moment. It starts creating momentum, even if you don't believe it yet, but you're like, guess what? I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to show up to that meeting. I'm going to take a seat at the table. I'm going to do, I'm going to give that man my business card. I'm going to ask for that business, whatever it is that, Believing in yourself would let you do, do it. And then do it again tomorrow. And then do it again the next day. Even if it's the smallest thing, Mm -hmm. just start creating that momentum for yourself. 
The other way to attack it is to really get in there and start creating that, fixing and creating that relationship. This is where therapy is a great place to go um, until you can create those actions. So all three of us believe deeply in, in what a great therapist can do for you. So if you're in that spot where you really need to work on some of those, um, like, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? <sighs> injuries, like past injuries. Mm -hmm. uh, traumas. Yeah. Traumas, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> when you're trying to work through trauma and hurt and all of that, that's a great place to do that in, in therapy. But also, like, I always suggest to everybody, you still ha you still owe yourself to do the work between that therapy that will help you move forward. And so... Not every not every situation requires therapy, but if you need it, please reach out. Well, and I think just a supplemental suggestion that I personally have received mm -hmm. through therapy is I was telling her about how much I would struggle saying that I am an incredible woman. Mm -hmm. So we dialed it back to I am a decent woman. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. Let's start with maybe don't take it to the full extreme of a 10. Let's take it to a full of extreme of maybe a five or a six. Yeah. Get that feeling good. And yeah. now we take the next step to incredible yeah. or great or whatever right. that next step is. I think that's a really good way to help overcome that. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's super awesome. Yeah, that's helpful. Um, I really like, um, there's a couple things, you know, kind of based off of what you said. I think sometimes people offer things like affirmations to help the relationship with yourself. And some people, and this is my personal opinion, um, some people aren't quite there yet. So just like you talked about, it's hard to say, I'm an incredible woman, mm -hmm. right? Or when I'm reading my business plan and I say, I make a million dollars a year and everything is awesome and I'm the baddest bitch in the game. That's my swear <laughs> word for the time, right? Um, we used to see them ring or something. Yes. Ding. The the gong, maybe, something <laughs> like that. Um, sometimes that's too much. But what I found in my own personal life is that when I'm trying to build self-confidence, I really have to focus on things about me that I know 100% are real. So for me, a really good affirmation is I'm relentless mm. because I know that I'm putting work in. You are relentless. That's a well, great thank you. thing for you. But it's a good one because that's about what I, what I do. It's not a... I'll say subjective idea of who mm -hmm. I am. I know 100% that that's real. And when you're trying to build your self-confidence, a lot of times you have to go off of what you know it's real. That's why it's so important to, like you're saying, I don't think it's necessarily even fake it till you make it. I've heard it face it till you make it because you're just doing all of these things that you have to do to become the person you need to be. Yeah. And, you know, I, I saw something on Instagram earlier today and it's one of those stupid memes that like all of us entrepreneurial people follow and there's always a lion in the background yes. like, it's so, it's so, and also jordans are in the picture somehow like just a ridiculous bentley. a bentley right they're so silly but some of them are good but what i talked about or what one of these little memes was saying it was talking about how you think you're going to be a millionaire someday and you can't even make your bed in the morning Mm -hmm. And that one is really specific, but that hit home for me because I'm really putting the work in now to just know that I'm doing all of the things that I need to do to get where I want to be. And that's not subjective. 
Right. right. If I made my bed in the morning, if I kept my space clean, if I made the phone calls I needed to, if I exercised, if I ate what I was supposed to, if I read the books I needed to, if I kept all of those accountability pieces in my life, then at the end of the day, I can't look back after saying that I did all of those things mm-hmm. and say I'm worthless. Yeah. And I'm not headed in the right direction because all of the evidence points to the contrary. Yeah. So for some of us who have really negative self-talk, sometimes you have to have evidence in place. Yeah. And for me, that's where that, that confidence piece comes in is I have to have done things. I love that. Which, yeah. And there's another component too, which is just the, yeah, I have to undo some of the negative self-talk that I've been using for a really long time, but that's the starting piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can also meditate and I can also use affirmations, mm-hmm. but if you really want to build self-confidence, go do things that are hard for yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I don't think it's my idea specifically, but that's how it's turning up in my life mm-hmm. is, you know, go out and see how, how fast you can get good at something you weren't good at before or how fast you can make something into a habit that originally, like, it didn't even cross your mind yep. to do. So yeah. so the make your bed thing makes me reminds me of a speech by an admiral. It was a commencement speech by an admiral, yeah. and it was make your bed, right? Is that what you thought of, too? That's part – yeah, he, he was the guest at one of our conferences this oh, year. Yeah, so, yeah, he has a book out, and I think it's just called make Cameron your bed. loves it, yeah. It's great. It's really uh, masculine energy, but it's – That's why Cameron likes it. <laughs> of, course. of course. but it's true because I – you just – as you were telling that story, I went immediately back to graduating basic training. Like that day – that graduation day where you're you're – you know, walking down the parade field and marching down the parade field and you graduated and you want to earn some confidence, do something that was really hard. And so that was, I was hard. It was hard. It was really hard. And, um, probably the hardest thing I had done to date in my life. Um, I still say that starting a business is harder. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard in a different way. It's hard in a different way. It's relentlessly hard, but, um, no, you brought me back there, and I so I can totally attest to that works. That worked for me. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I think we'll kind of just finish on that note then, that if you're trying to improve your relationship with yourself, you can't just focus on the feeling good part of things. Right. You have to do things that make you more confident in yourself that you know are real, and then back that up with the affirmations, with the positive self-talk part of it. It's a really simple answer, but... That's how I feel, guys. Yeah. So agreed. Take positive action. Yeah. Hey, guys, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And what we really need is for you to like, subscribe, comment, share, and let us know what you think and share it with everybody that you want to help level up their life, too. So until the next episode, thanks.